This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. Carlin Queens. That's just a chew I cannot watch him play offense, guys. Carl, know- you're annoying me. The guy has done so much for you. Throw no, it in a trade. No, you didn't even yes, know who he yes. was. Under- no, stop it. Just- this call is annoying me. Serious. You're annoying me. Go back with your little floozy, Carl. How about that? She's a floozy. You don't know what you're doing. Right, she's here. She's gone. Get rid of Carl. Goodbye. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. I haven't heard the word floozy in maybe 30 years, and you've used it probably 100 times. If the floozy fits. On 98.7 ESPN. Sorry about that. DNR with you, the big 7 o'clock hour, 98.7 ESPN. When you hear that and you reflect back to that, is there any goodness in that or is that just a bad job? Uh, there's probably no goodness. I mean, it was entertaining. Was it? Yeah, I mean, we got that. I got to see, I got to see your fast hands. I, it was a good hour. Whipping fat, like like Bruce Lee-level hands. Like you can't even see them. They're going that fast. I mean, they they move like weapons. Like fists of fury. Yeah. I wonder if I were to, to check into like a flight or something, if I'd have to say I'm bringing my wildly fast hands. Like re- you just let them know I, I do have you know weapons. Yeah. Would, would, I, would I need to register these things? And if so, who would I register my hands with? That's a great question. Yeah. RJ, you know who he registers those hands with? Oh, I don't know. I mean, the the uh, law enforcement. Yeah, I mean, you're you're right there with Jackie Chan and <laughs> yes, Bruce Lee. That's right. Yeah, wildly. I, mean, I can hands. only imagine. Okay, but well, you know what? Yeah, I've been yeah. using these hands to practice for years. Quick, oh, yeah, rapid movements. Yeah, you have. Walked, walked right. Yeah, you have. Right into it. Yeah, you have. Oh, I'll be down in thirty seconds, mom. Uh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Very fast, sleight of Very hand. Very fast. I mean, look, look like dip, dip. almost, almost too fast. That's right. What? what look at that. Look I at mean, that. I don't want to look at that. <laughs> look at that. Have you been look, using the shake weight? Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Two shake weights. Look at that. Two shake weights. Cuppings. Everything. You, I mean, you don't know what I can do. <laughs> oh my God. It's a, it's a fast hands and soft too. Wow. It's so It's a creamy hand. Oh God. <laughs> Oh. What? Did I tell you too much? I'm just trying to control myself. Yeah. Okay, you're doing a great job. <laughs> this is like when they tell Chandler you can't you can't tell jokes. Remember that? <laughs> yes. It's like uh, must tell jokes. <laughs> uh, I'd like I'd like to keep my job for a while. Um, I and I understand that. You want to? Uh, have we made him wait long enough? Are we ready to bring him in? Yeah, I get, RJ. What is this? Have you talked to him, RJ? Uh, yeah, is, is, it, is it? This is the Omar, right? This is the Omar. And all, all of a sudden, after being months on, on MIA, now he's back. It's been a while. It has been a while. How long do you think this thing's going to go for? Uh, it's just I don't know. Take him on. Well, no, no, I, no. I want some parameters. I, I don't want to do like four minutes with Omar just rambling on where I can't interrupt him. RJ, so we need to set a stopwatch. You have a safe word. We have a safe word. I say you let it. Every every minute, you evaluate. I'll let you know when you get to the one minute mark. Okay. And then if you want to continue. All right. So one minute, we pot them down. We talk amongst ourselves and we determine what we're going to do. I think that's fair. I think so, too. Omar in Brooklyn. Hi, Omar. How are you? David, my friend, there you have a good You don't know his name. Omar, be honest. Right now, you don't know his name. Rick. 
Oh, there you go. Is the hardball. Listen, Rick, you had a good vacation, and I've listened to the shows, but the thing is, on the Buffalo Bills, I tried to call. It was busy at that night, and after that, you expect a person that lost that had two minutes remaining on the game, and uh, George Allen has a ball in his hand. And uh, when the two-minute warning happened and you, like everybody, uh, the Bills fans were enjoying that this time this is going to be the year. And Josh Allen blew it at that particular time. And I gave a call and everybody's busy, busy, busy. And the the, the thing is upset. I understand that. Uh, so I tried to call that night to get over through. I have to get uh, uh, to call you guys back to get over uh, that is hiding inside me. That that night when when I'm totally... Out of thought, I need to call you guys uh, in the radio station to erupt my lava inside that I have to erupt it out. <laughs> if it stays in there, it, it doesn't go away. You have, so you I have interior it. lava going on with you. <laughs> okay. My thing is, now I have a lava with the New York Knicks. So right. Hang on hang on a moment, uh, RJ. Where are we at? We've reached one minute. All right. Pot him down. What are we thinking here? We, one minute, we've accomplished nothing. We, we keep going. Here's the tough part, though. I don't think we've yeah, gotten to the meat of what he wants to actually talk about. All right, so we've, we've only gotten to the butternut squash soup, is what you're saying. Or the inner lava, yeah. Uh, the inner lava. All right, bring him back. Let's go with the Knicks, Omar. Okay. The next point is that we can defend Thibodeau all we want. I love Thibodeau, the hard-nosed Thibodeau, the defense, the everything. Every Knicks fan believe in this team, right? But the problem is when he makes it happen, why the callers are calling and letting you know that Thibodeau did not make an adjustment. I I was I called that night and you guys were busy when Alex Burke's trade happened. And Bogdanovich, very good three-pointer, great three-pointer. But he will not allow him because he's not a good defensive player. His feet are not moved. Thibodeau will not give him his rhythm, so he will struggle from three-point shooter. That's how Thibodeau is, and that's my problem. He did it with Fournier. He loves what is a player. He gives his rhythm, and the people that are bullies, Josh Hart and Julius Randle, he is afraid of that bulliness, and they play him all the minutes. And uh, RJ, are we, are, we, are we at two minutes? The second minute happened yet? Yeah, right now. Two All minutes. right. What, you, you want more? We've had enough. I think we. I think that's probably good. Okay. Thanks, Omar. We appreciate the phone call. I got. I got to be honest with you. I think this is a, a genius way that we've now started to deal with him. I kind of like it because there. I mean, literally, he would go on for five, seven, eight minutes, and, and you'd have to interrupt him, and it would be awkward. If we reevaluate every minute on the nose. I think it's much better. When you leave one of your girlfriend, you're not going back. You go for another place. I think, it, I mean, we had two options. It was that or we had like some kind of safe word where we just, you know, we could get out. Right. Like pillows. Yeah. Uh, whatever it was. Creamy hands. Anything. Don't be jealous of my creamy hands. Oh, wow. I, I, I got to say, I mean, watching the, the speed of those things and softness. You give, do, you, do you have uh, like a training regimen that I could... Uh, I could give to my wife. Um, no, I don't. I don't listen. I don't want to go down a slippery slope. I mean, you, bringing your wife into, you don't think that she's blessed with that kind of the gift. 
I, I think the cast is amazing. So this just, is where you draw the line. I this is where you draw the line. Three days we, ago, you called her a, a floozy. A floozy. Well, a few days ago, she was. But now I don't want to. I don't want to do this again. I don't want to put myself in a bad spot, and I, I adore her, and I don't want to. I don't want to upset her. Potentially. Well, if you already think that she's a floozy, why not help her be a better floozy? Why? No, no, no. I think that she's probably past that now. I think that she had floozy tendencies. <laughs> I think. I think she's yeah. probably past. That I, I, now. I, I'm, listen, I can't say for sure, <laughs> but my my imagination is telling me uh, that Cass is no longer a floozy. That she has taken the sanctity of marriage seriously enough that she's now locked in with you. I would hope so. We've been married for Her floozy days now. ended with, with that, that tongue down the throat of you that one time. Okay. So now that we've, we've got, past, we've gotten past that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I mean, maybe you help me out now. Are you a floozy? Uh, no, I'm not a floozy. I'm just saying, maybe you give me, I mean, whatever, whatever kind of training you do. I mean, I just watch those hands in action. That's, I mean, that's impressive stuff. You want me to show you again? I, uh, I don't know if I could handle again. Which which one? The karate hands or the other hands? I could do. I, I could do oh, both. Oh god! You can't. You can't even see. Look, watch this. I can't you, see it. You can't. You can't even see the hand moving. <laughs> look at that. Look at that. It looks like there's three hands. It looks like it's a flip book. You know when they they tell a story with the flipping? That's what it looks like. The head. What's crazy is the head's almost moving just as fast. <laughs> because I put my whole body into it. Maybe it's a good thing that's not televised. Oh God, that that could. If, not, if, he, if this show was televised, the ratings would be off the charts. What he just did, I don't think would have been. Well, I wouldn't have done it if we were on TV. <laughs> you would have had to do it. You got to just be <laughs> yourself. It would have been the the entire screen would have been blurred like a cop's. <laughs> yes, you just should have seen his face shaking. Like it's like, well, he seemed like a nice child, and then he turned into a, a murderer. You know, it'd be all all blurred out. <laughs> you can't even like you can't even see it. No. It's too fast. Um, now, Jordan Renan's going to join us. RJ has reached out to Jordan. We're, we're efforting to get him in the choo 9 o'clock choo. hour this morning. But l- let's get into the Giants a little bit, Jets a little bit as well. I texted with Jordan last night. I said, what, what are you hearing, if anything? And he said, pass rusher. Really want a pass rusher. Which leads me to my hot take from a few months ago. I wouldn't be surprised if Mr. Huff was a member of the Giants soon. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he's looking for a, an expanded role. He's looking for a lot of money, and he's looking for an expanded role. Well, he wants what twenty million dollars a year. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's I mean, that's the going rate for the kind of production he gives you in the in his mind the uh, the limited amount of time that he's on the field. And it looks like I mean, it's the one thing that Joe Shane did say about losing Wink. I know uh, Wink's really good at what he does, but I think you know when you draft Kayvon Thibodeau with the fifth overall pick, you'd like to put him in the best spot to disrupt the quarterback. And that's, I think, what the what the focus of sure. But if you can get somebody be. on the other side that would draw attention, now all of a sudden you're talking. And I mean, they do have pieces on defense. They're like Okereke is a legitimate piece, and that was a great uh, for as bad oh. as the for as bad as the Paris Campbell signing was. Bobby O was a great signing. Uh, I mean, he was phenomenal. There were played games, every snap. There were games when I thought he was playing at an All Pro level. He was. He was. He played every snap. Every snap. You didn't have to worry about health. So I mean, Deontay Banks is someone you like, and, yeah. and McKinney is someone that hopefully is going to be here. And um, Okereke and, and Dexter Lawrence and, and Thibodeau. And again, I don't think they're that far away on the defense. Now, here's an issue that Dan Orlovsky have has with the Giants. Period. He says, I don't agree with this, by the way, but he says we'll react uh, after we hear it. Giants have just too many holes to move up in this draft. I don't look at them all that different than New England. The Giants have too many issues and holes to sit there and say, hey, let's go jump our quarterback. Let's go jump to go get a quarterback. If he fell to them, 
absolutely run to the podium. But the Giants have too many holes both on their offensive line and they still need to upgrade the perimeter talent rather than going and making a move for a quarterback. I don't agree with that at all. I mean, Rick, let me ask you this. If you move up and take the quarterback and the quarterback is what you hope he would be, how many holes now do you have on the rest of your team? Well, <laughs> they get diminished, don't they? Well, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I guess to a certain degree, yes. But what he's talking about is probably, I mean, going from six to three or six to one, the amount of draft capital you're going to have to give up. I mean, you still need, you still need another, you know, number one wide receiver could lose Saquon Barkley. Um, I don't know how many people are really sold on Darren Waller. You need offensive line help. So I get what he's saying, but you're also, I mean, you're not taking into account the fact that you have the ability to walk away from Daniel Jones and reset that money, draft the quarterback that gives you, at, I mean, if you want to take all five years of it, it gives you all five years of it. Right. Now, you say reset the money, which is fine. But I think before you even get to the money aspect of it, you have to look at the big picture. And that is, do you believe that Daniel Jones is the answer to lead you where you want to go? Money or not, do you believe that he's going to get you where you want to go? Well, you can't say money or not. Money is a, money is a part of it. I get it. If Daniel Jones is making... 20 million bucks a year instead of 40 million bucks a year. That's the different. I, I view him differently. Yeah, maybe so, but I still don't think you're getting where you want to go if he's making $20 million a year. No, but it's also you have a proven commodity. Yeah, I mean, you have a guy that did go on the road and win a playoff game as opposed to someone you're going to draft that could be a, a could not work out. You don't know. You haven't seen any of these kids at the next level yet. I happen to think the Giants are in a really good spot to draft a quarterback with how this whole thing is set up. Starting with Brian Dable, having Daniel Jones, you're paying him anyway to play early and then you know let the kids sit and learn. And I also, I also think that where the Giants are at, recognizing and maybe he doesn't because he's not you know wrapped up in this every day like we are. The amount of heat that was on Brian Dable this year, you were I mean you were shocked. I kind of told you this is where we were headed. You were kind of shocked with how how hot it got, but. Knowing how much heat there is, I mean, is he going to be is he going to be around long enough to get this opportunity again? No, I wouldn't think so. Like, I mean, can okay, he, can, can he go Daniel another season Jones. and have the sixth overall pick? Or the let, fifth let, overall? Me, let me walk you through a scenario. You keep yeah. Daniel Jones; he's your quarterback. You don't take a quarterback. You draft Roma Dunze. You draft the best offensive lineman, and you draft the best cover corner. Right? Your top three picks are there. Free agency. You bring in an edge rusher, and you bring in. I don't, another offensive lineman, right? Like you're, yep. you're doing everything within your power to make this a good team. Giants go six and eleven. Can you sit here and tell me that you feel confident that Brian Dable is back in 2025? Well, not only that, though. What are the quarterbacks coming out next year look like? Now, I don't even know what they are right now. Right. So I mean, you got three guys that everyone thinks are going to be really good quarterbacks. I guess it's Shador Sanders will be one of them, right? Okay, and you have that. Well, Shador say. Hey, <laughs> And yet you have the sixth overall pick this year, so there's no telling where you're going to pick next year. You like to you like to believe you're going to have a better season, so you won't you know be up as high in the draft. I don't know. It just seems like it lines up well. Where it's you have the sixth overall pick, you didn't have a good season, and oh by the way, Daniel Jones' contract was structured where you can get out of it after the season. But here's what's odd to me. So the first cut we heard right was the Giants have too many holes to trade up in the draft. With the next cut, you know what he says? They have to figure out a way 
to plan after Daniel Jones and get a quarterback. Here's Orlovsky. The Giants should absolutely be planning for life post to Daniel Jones in regards to both his ability to play and his ability or his availability. He's missed a ton of games mm-hmm. over the last four or five seasons because of injury, and he's taken a ton of hits. And, and we talk about – I remember having the conversation, and I was somebody a little blind to it in regards to Lamar and the hits that he was going to take and the you know as a running quarterback. Daniel Jones has taken just as many hits as Lamar did early on his football career, and those have added up. And his play hasn't warranted that that total confidence for the future. So I would love that. I don't think Drake May is going to be there at six, but I would love that. I, I don't understand what – I mean, he, he says that you can't trade up because you don't have a, enough talented players on your team, but you have to figure out a way to have the quarterback after Daniel Jones. It's completely opposite takes. No, it isn't. What do you mean? He, I mean, he recognizes that they need a quarterback to replace Daniel Jones for the. But he refuses to move you. up and take the quarterback. But he doesn't want to give up what it's going to take well, to get you, up. To, but you, you might have to. Well, right, you might have to. I mean, I think in a perfect world for him, Drake May would fall to you at six, or if you decide in the second round there's a guy you like, or you want to trade back up into the back end of the first round and find somebody you like. There's, you want it doesn't the fourth sound quarterback like, or the fifth quarterback? You want the guy you want. Well, it doesn't sound like there's real. Uh, I know you trust Brian Dable and you trust Joe Shane, so if they make the decision to go up and get Drake May, you'll be fine with it. I'm just saying, from a lot of things that I've read, and maybe this was part of this was part of Dan's thought process was Drake May's not maybe a short thing. So to give up what I was going to take, the amount like that could be really good players for a team that needs a lot. You're running. You're well, running he's going to have there. to be a short. Th- but if you're going to take him six, he's going to have to be a short thing. Right, but you haven't given up anything else. Fair, but if he okay, but if you take him six and he stinks, you're gonna be gone anyway. Right, it's the Brandon Bean thing. We played. I we talked about this the other day. I mean, it's kind of he repeated what we said when he was interviewed at the combine. They were criticized for trading up to get Josh Allen, and his mindset was, well, if it doesn't work, I'm gonna be fired anyway, and if it does, who gives a bleep what I gave up? That's a hundred percent right. Let's break. We'll come back. We'll get into Saquon. Giants have today's March first, so they have four days to make that decision on Saquon as far as the franchise tag is concerned. What do they do? We'll figure it out. We'll discuss it. 1-800-919-3776. DNR with you right here on 98.7 ESPN. All right, now. This is great. Dave Rothenberg here to tell you about my friends at Bathfitter. They converted my kids' bats up to a shower. Phenomenal job. Customized just as we wanted. Only one expert installer in the home. Process is easy. No demo. There's no mess. And Bathfitter is a high-quality, permanent solution with a lifetime guarantee. How good is that? Three plus million happy customers like me and my wife. And for a limited time, you get 0% interest. That's nothing interest-wise or save $500 on a complete Bathfitter system. So start designing your bath today like we did at bathfitterdesign.com because there's only one Bathfitter. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. I don't think little RJ is safe with hands like that. <laughs> he might rip that thing right off. No. I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> very, it's too fast. Do you do you feel awkward that his name is Little RJ? Is it, could I feel more awkward? Is there <laughs> is there a situation that creates more of a just very strange situation that has nothing actually to do with me? Um, don't blame me. It was it wasn't my call. It was that Elvira. Yeah, Elvira. Elvira does not like you. No. What percentage of people that walk the earth that know who I am, RJ? Would you say? Like me? Wow, that's a tough question. You think it's seventy thirty? Like me? I think most people like. I was going into the eighties. Yeah, yeah, eighty seems good. I'd say nine. I would say ninety-two percent. Yeah, I was going to say like eighty-eight. That was the number that came to mind. So, so you every ten people you talk to, and they're like, "Oh yeah, no, I know who he is. Do you like him or not?" Almost nine of ten say, "Yeah, oh, I like him." The problem is, I think. Maybe four to five of those nine would say, "Yeah, I like him, but well, but." And you li- you live your life in the in the public eye, right? So let's let's use the term. I use this lightly, but let's use the term celebrity, whatever mm. it is that you have, and let let's just compare it to those that are more in the public eye. Okay. Even if you take someone who who is someone you think is universally beloved, a celebrity uh, universally beloved. The Rock. The yeah, Rock. The Rock. Like the Rock. Good yeah. example. George Clooney. So if you walked around, eventually, would you find someone that's like, I, bro, I'm just sick of The Rock. I can't I can't stand seeing him anymore. Like, I, that could be your one. You know what I mean? So if you land at 90%, like, that's pretty good. I think it's great. I thought it was more in the 70 range. No, 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 no. I, it's, I think your bigger problem is the people that you think like you. Uh, I start to question a little bit. Like who? Well, I was listening to the K show, the uh, Don and... Dan vehicle yesterday, uh-huh. and Don's supposed to be like your your close buddy, right? Supposed to be. Yeah, he took John's side. He thinks John's the bigger football fan. But, but you know why? It, it, it's it's a radio bit. Yeah, but he knows that hurts you though. Friends don't do that to friends. It's a, no, but it's a radio bit. They think it's funny if we like. Oh, let's pretend because they know. Come on. I had it scored. Listen, I had I had it scored four three John, and it's I not, still it's not four three. I'm, but I still picked you. So that's the amount of respect I have no, for you because and the love. You know, like, the fact that he came in the studio and, and even had, we had the conversation, who's a bigger football fan, is ridiculous. R- RJ, you know this to be true. Yeah, I, I think I side with you, but John, John Winthrop Windrow 
was he resurfaced yesterday. I don't know if you heard this. He was on TV. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, boy, he, he got his 15 minutes yesterday, huh? He oh, took the yeah. grander. That was a shot. Wow. What he, do you mean? He took the he took the grander stage uh, with the TV platform, and he told one more story. Did you hear this about I why did he's not. okay? You want to hear it? I'd love to. All right. Here's another thing I should have brought up to Dave. I had a major surgery this uh, this fall. Which he did. Some of you he know. looked fantastic. No, yeah, no, here's no. the thing. It was originally scheduled for a Monday. I call, had a call back the next day because I realized the Jets played on that Monday night. <laughs> so I was like, no, this day doesn't work anymore. He would like, do that. This he is, would do that. This though. is life-saving surgery. I was like, it doesn't matter. we got Jets on Again, Monday Again, I night. don't know where you win, but you win. <laughs> right, first of all, it wasn't life-saving surgery. And that's your buddy, Don. Um, yeah, well, that, because that, you can hear in Don's voice he was done with this conversation. He's like, I don't know what you win, did you, what you win. Did you just totally dismiss the surgery, by the way? No, it's not life-saving. No, sur- life, life-saving is like, if you don't have it on Monday, you're dead by Tuesday. That's life-saving if he surgery. Did, if he didn't get the surgery, his life would be in danger. Potentially. Yeah, I, I, I'm with Ray on this one. It was not, no, you guys are out of your mind. No, but it's not one of the ones. It was not life-saving surgery. Off. All right, yeah. you know what? I don't want to play this game. I have skipped funerals to not miss a football Sunday. I, I didn't go to Sherry's other dear friend's people. wedding to, to not to, to be able to watch football on a Sunday. And the Giants weren't even playing that week. Listen, you don't have to prove it to me. I'm just I don't think you should downplay John Windrow. I never surgery. downplayed it. I I upplay me. <laughs> I don't downplay him, I upplay me. You're talking about other dead people that are already dead. This was life saving surgery for John. It was not life saving surgery. I hear life-saving surgery it means if you don't have a surgery within the next hour, you're going to die. This thing was like, yeah, maybe we'd do it this week. Oh. I guess literally. I mean, I guess if you want to go literal, yeah. That's fine. I mean, if he walked into the hospital with the surgery he needed, would they say, all right, stop everything you're doing. We have to get this guy into the OR. No. No. So then no. It, it, but in definition alone, it wasn't life-saving surgery. All right. Yes? Yeah, okay, you win. All Thank right. you. Thank You're you. Welcome. That's all I want. My entire goal in life is for you to say, okay, you win. Well, no. Our, our entire goal in life is for uh, Amani and Anita to say, okay, you guys win. Well, I think I have to say it. It's just going to be factually accurate. Are we going to get rules for this at any point or no? Yeah, we're going to play with standard pickleball rules, of no, course. No, I know standard pickleball rules. I just mean, like, how are we playing? Are we playing one game to 11? Are we playing best out of three? What are we doing? I think best out of three would probably be the way to play. Right, but, I mean, it should be something that we talk about. Uh, of course. L- let's go to Joe in Smithtown. Good morning, Joe. You're on 98.7. Good morning, guys. How's it going? How's Good. everybody? Good. So I got a, I, all season, I debate with my fantasy, my, my, my league, about Daniel Jones and Kirk Cousins. And as I hear everyone talk about the Giants trading up for a quarterback and this, that, and the other, I was thinking this morning, if Kirk, so if Kirk Cousins, because it seems to be that the opinion of NFL fans is Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. Yes, I, I, I'm not, I'm not sold on it. So, so if, so if, in your opinion, Kirk Cousins was the New York Giants quarterback. Are we looking for a new quarterback? Is he that much better than Daniel Jones? Is Daniel Jones better? Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Daniel Jones, yes. I guess so. I mean, I guess so. No, I, 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 don't think, I don't think it's by, like, mountain-wide, but, I, yeah, I think Kirk Cousins is better. Now, if you, if you, I mean, what is Kirk Cousins, 36, coming off a major injury? He's 35, yeah. All right, yeah, so so what I think about moving on from him if I'm Minnesota, sure. Quarterback of the future. But, yeah, Kirk Cousins is a more consistent, better quarterback than Daniel Jones. 
Yeah, I think in a perfect world for Minnesota, I mean, they would have they would have a plan in place when Kirk was done. I mean, Kirk was I mean, Kirk was playing some of his best football last year before he blew his Achilles out. He was awesome. Playing at a very high level. Now, right. I will say on the flip side, I will say this. Daniel Jones doesn't have anything near what Kirk Cousins has as far as weapons no. are concerned. No. I mean, he has m- maybe the best receiver in the world. Yep. He is a legitimate Pro Bowl tight end. Yep. So an offensive line, which is considerably better than what Daniel Jones has. I, I will say this. If you put Daniel Jones in Minnesota, he's a far better version of himself than he would be with the Giants. Yeah, that's if he can make those same, I mean, the same throws that Kirk Cousins is making. I mean, you also have, I mean, even Addison, too. But uh, the real eye-opening thing for me this year was, was, and I know you can say the offensive line got better as the season went on, the the guys that you brought in to help Daniel Jones, or you thought that would help Daniel Jones, did nothing with Daniel Jones. Once Daniel Jones was gone, outside the second half against, I'll give him credit for the second half against Arizona. But, I mean, we would watch games and be like, well, why aren't they using Darren Waller? Why aren't they using Jalen Hyatt? Like, the offense looked be- the offense looked better with Tyrod Taylor. It did. It's it not, looked it's better not with Tyrod Taylor. Well, I, I am not sold on Daniel Jones. I think he's fine. I think you can – clearly you can go to the playoffs with him. I think he's fine. You are not winning anything with Daniel Jones. You're, not, you're just not. No, I think the biggest thing is – and he, listen, he had a really good season when they won the playoff game. I mean, there wasn't crazy production throwing the football. He was but good. Yeah. He was good. He was good. And uh, – Again, all credit to him and his ability to, in a huge season for him, to to win and get paid. But, I mean, I'm sure there's got to be a piece of Brian Dable that's saying to him, as much as I like this kid, there are things offensively that I would like to do that this guy just, we're just not capable of doing. So can we find someone, is there someone in this draft that that has that ability? Because you're right. Like, I mean, the last thing that Brian Dable and Joe Shane want to do is go through this thing. It doesn't work out and then never have an opportunity to get their guy. Uh, it's a very fair point. You get you have to you have to have a chance to win with your own guy. Uh, Jim Fan emails in Winthrop is a fraud. If Dave would have watched the draft instead of Game Five of the Rangers, John would say Dave wasn't prepared for his job. Fraud. That's so, a good point. That actually is a good point. It's a great point. Yeah, but I also think you're see. That's the thing though is you're you're a much bigger hockey fan than John is. Oh, it's uh, well that. I wouldn't say hockey fan. I'm a much bigger Rangers fan than John is a hockey fan. Well, that's fan. what I, when I say yeah, hockey, yeah. that's what I mean. Right. I mean, I'm yes. not saying like you're LaGreca where you're watching West Coast games. No, 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 no. I'm not. No, I love the Rangers. I don't think he, he does not love the Rangers like I do. How about Don? No, I'm not going to get into it because we've got no, what, break. I mean, what did he say? No. So he's been doing the kickboxing stuff, right? Right. Yeah. Which is great. He wants to get himself in shape. What do you think that Don eats when he gets back from kickboxing? Because it's like a weird a, time. A, a Whopper. The Oreos. <laughs> He's like, I have some Oreos. I sit down and I watch. Well, you the know view. why? Because because he can convince himself. I just did kickboxing for an hour and a half. Now I can eat, consume Oreos. Yeah, but why though? That's just isn't that like ruining the effect of the actual kickboxing? Uh, but maybe he's fine treading water. All right. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. Refresh the people what the Morning Roast is fully about. All right, so the Morning Roast is, you got to call in. Actually, I mean, you, I guess you could. You, you could. Well, you, you say that. I, I actually have received quite a few emails this week, of, of which I will read a couple on the air for the Morning Roast. All right, well, give your email away then. Um, well, you can go to my website, DaveRothenberg.com, and there's a uh, there's an email contact you know 
the site administrator, and it'll come right to me, and I'll see it. Okay, I like this. This is a nice little added little wrinkle to the yep. roast. So you mm-hmm. can email Dave. I guess you could tweet at Dave. Uh, tweet, but that, that's no, a lot. But you won't I look at that. All right. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. So this gives you the opportunity. We're headed into the weekend. Dave's finally through with February, which he hates. I hate February. And he got an extra day, which makes it even worse. That's right. So we want to give you the opportunity to call. And whatever is bothering you, whatever you have on your mind that you feel like may negatively affect you headed into the weekend, you call. Could be sports. Could be me. Could be anything. Could be traffic. Could be an entire corporation. Could be a, a piece of architecture in a different state. Yeah. Could be. Attack it. Get it off your chest. That's right. And roll into the weekend carefree. That's right. That's right. You said, you, you, you're a wordsmith is what you are. You know that? Wow. You're like the Michelangelo with the tongue. I felt like I was in a little bit of a zone right there. Yeah, that was really good. It was like old school when you just like, well, what happened? Did I black out for a minute? That was really nice. Yes. You really are a talent. Really Thank are. You. I, I, when you say that, I got to tell you, when you say stuff like that, yeah. it gets me all worked up. Well, that's why uh, RJ, uh, RJ. Yes, Dave. Were were you on the uh, the big Binghamton uh, call this week when I when they asked me about Rick and I just I, w- I waxed poetic about him? I sure was. Yeah, you, Rick. You, you if that move made it move, you would you should have heard me on Monday. This is why it was probably unsafe for me to be on the Zoom because who knows what would happen. I, I said, and I and I mean this, and I've said this a million times. I I I, I do not feel, and this is meant as a compliment, and, and you're going to construe it in a weird way, maybe, but it's not. I said, I don't even realize I'm doing the show with an athlete when I do the show with Rick. He's a radio show host first, and oh yeah, he happened to be a great athlete. Almost every other athlete that I did a show with, I knew they were an athlete, and I had to baby them along. Well, here's the thing. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a professional athlete anymore. I am a radio host. Yeah, you say that, but a lot of—see, a lot. See, here's the thing. You could be hired— because you're that talented enough of a radio host that having the athletic background wouldn't even help you, wouldn't even matter. Like, you're just a good talk show host. Wow. Yeah. Now we're talking. Now no, we're I, talking. No, I think, I think you got the entree into doing this because, I mean, you, people don't start in New York, right? Like, you were given no. an opportunity that most other people wouldn't be because you were the athlete, but you have taken it and run with it better than, I, I'd almost say, anybody I know. I got to tell you what, though, this is the funny part about this, that you would like you just assume this is probably stupid for me to assume. I didn't want to do this at first because of just how things ended with the Islanders and everything else. And I didn't right. want to, you know, whatever. I didn't know how it would be received. It was actually almost held against me that I played. <laughs> I played in the NHL. Like it was like, oh, hey, he was a professional athlete. He was like, yeah, well, hey, OK. But if you had stepped foot on an NFL field. Yes. Now it's like, oh, hire him. Multi-year deal. I wasn't getting paid for like the first six months because they're like, I don't know, he's an NHL guy. Who cares? No one cares about no one cares about hockey. It's like, yeah, but I just I I think I could talk sports. Like, ah, oh, we'll see. But thanks to you and your vacation, oh, I think no, thanks to you and your greatness because I think you were so good at the time. They're like, no, no, we need Dave to fill in for the other shows. I got to do your show. That's right. I think I moved to the afternoons with Ryan Rucco. You got to do some evenings, and it, it's all worked out um, beautifully. You were just saying something. I had a point off of that, but now I don't remotely remember. About an athlete? Athletes that you've worked with? I, I remember what it was. I remember exactly what it was. So Chris Sims had never done radio before. RJ, do you, you might remember this. Never done radio before. I think I, wor- said, I think I worked this show. But, but they said, you know what? We'd like to bring him in, and we think he can be good, and we pair him with Dave in the evenings, and let, let's see what we got here. So he shows up, and Derek Jeter, I guess he retired. 
or something. It was a monster story. It's probably his retirement, but whatever. At like 6.45, I went on at 7. Powers that be decided Chris Sims can't go on with Dave for the first hour because Dave has to talk about Derek Jeter, and Chris Sims won't be able to. I said, Chris, could, could you talk about Derek Jeter? And he said, I wore number two because of Derek Jeter. Wow. Of course I am. But the powers that be, RJ, you remember this said, Chris Sims cannot come on until Dave has had time to dissect the Derek Jeter story. I do remember that. And now look at Chris Sims. Yeah, he's done well for himself. Look Another one in, in the pipeline. Mike Florio's go-to guy. Yeah, but how stupid. Is, just think about how stupid that is. <laughs> yes. Like, if, even if Chris Sims knew nothing about Derek Jeter, I'm sure there would have been a, a million different ways that you could set him up to explain, like, even just how hard it was for Derek Jeter to, to do what he did in New York, the pressure off the field stuff. Like there were a thousand different ways you could have incorporated him into that conversation. Yeah, well, I wasn't allowed to. That's ridiculous. Uh, I agree. All right, let's get to a couple calls, and then we'll get to the morning roast. Let's go to Alan in Uniondale. Hi, Alan. You're on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, good morning, fellas. How's it going? Good. What's up, buddy? Ain't not much. So, you know, all this this whole week, this floozy talk, right? Yeah. Floozy talk. So I, I got me thinking about this story from NFC, AFC Championship Weekend. Um. You know, I had a little encounter, a little one-night stand and stuff, but let me go into it. So, um, hanging out with my brother and my cousin, watching the first game at my house. We're like, okay, the, the Ravens lost, which was good because I had a bet with a friend. It was either the Ravens have to make the Super Bowl or the Niners. He had the Ravens, I had the Niners. So, the Ravens lost. I'm good so far. Now, I just need the Niners to win the Super Bowl and I make my money. So, we go, let's go out. Now, we go out to this bar in East Meadow. It's by the East Meadow Hospital. Um, both of them said Turnpike. So we go over there, the local watering hole, getting drinks, getting drinks. The Niners, you know, you see how it's going. They're down. They come back. So now I'm hyped. I won money, drinking, drinking. This bar's about to close. There's an after-hour bar around the corner, Ooh. right? So everybody usually goes to it. We go over there and, you know, start taking more shots, drinking, drinking. Ended up going home with somebody. Oh. Right. Go home with somebody. But, I, you know, me, I'm I'm, a, you know, I'm safe, so I Uber to the bar anyway. So I get with her. She drives home, so she takes me to her place. Oh. When, yeah, I go yeah. back to her place now. How you doing? And, you know, we get it on. Things go well. Right. And now I'm about to, I'm about to leave her. Uh, yeah, things go well. Yeah, and now I'm about to leave her place. I'm about to leave her place, and I'm about to Uber home. He's like, oh, no, I'll, I'll give you a ride home. Ooh, get a ride home. And I'm thinking, like, okay. She's going to come to my house, and I'm going to get part two on, right? Oh, yeah. That's right. The right? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Right. Now come inside my place. And I'm wasted. Home field, yeah. Right. Home field now. Oh, man. I'm wasted. And I get back to my And I'm like, oh, you, I have a Husky. And this is the same Husky with the cat situation. The, remember the cat situation a while ago. But right. He says he has a Husky, so my too. Husky, yeah. The cat came into my, my little apartment. So now my Husky's there. I'm like, she's going to meet my dog. Everybody loves a Husky. So as soon as I get to my apartment, my dog comes in. Boom. She sees my dog. She's in love. You know what I right? And then we're, going, we're heading to my room. And I'm wasted. I completely forget. My room, it looks like a tornado hit it. <laughs> it looks like a tornado hit my room. So now she looks at me and she's like, yeah, I'm out. That I'm was it? Yeah, and I never so you had a pair of sweatpants I, on I the floor and that was again. it? And I, I never I heard think, from her I don't again. Think I didn't it get like a tornado it. has sweatpants on the floor. She was like, nope, I'm out. Really? And I, yeah. And that was and that it. Was so little... she, she leaves and you never saw her again? Never heard from this girl again. That was like a month ago. Never. And I went to this bar recently, like last like oh. last Saturday, and I and I could have ran into her. And I don't even know if it was her or not. Cause I never. I don't know. Oh. I don't. 
Don't know. Never. I, I was that way. Well, you know what? This is why mom's all over the planet. And thanks for the call, Alan. Tell you to keep your room clean. Wow, he really messed that up. Yeah, he did. But not only, I mean, not only. Can you imagine she, you open the door to your room and it's just like all underwear. Right. <laughs> she drives him home. Right. Because he couldn't drive, clearly. And then they did whatever they did. And then on top of that, she just, oh, no, no, don't worry about it. Don't call. Don't waste money on an Uber. Yeah, let, me, dri- drive. let me drive you home and and, uh, and then we'll we'll have relations again. Yeah. And no. And, and no, because he's a slob. Ruined because he's a slob. Slovenly. I, see, this is why Raymond's smart. I bet Raymond's half bedroom is pristine. That's right. You don't go into the actual main quarters until you've graduated there. That's the, yeah, right. Like he gets half bedroom. That's right. Yeah, that's the fun bedroom. Perfect. Like dusted. Oh, Raymond. Just give me a nugget, Raymond. One little one before the What do you got, Ray? What do you got? A little nugget. What do you got? Come on, Raymond. I got? got that the morning roast is coming up. That's what yeah, I yeah, got. A- after your nugget, post nugget. Yeah, what do you got? <laughs> no nuggets. What do you got? Come no on, one little nugget. A baby nugget. Come on, feed, Ray. Feed us your nuggets. Come on. Ray, the, door, you, the door is closed, buddy. You, you, want to, you want me to name my thingy little Ray? No, absolutely not. Well, well, you know, then he's going to if you don't give us a nugget. All right. Well, that's that's between him and whatever he wants to call it, and uh, and Cassie. I'm gonna like call a, him Ray Ray. You know, if whatever. God, we just want nuggets, right? Yeah, I know, and I don't want to give them. So I want to know you, Ray. So you really have a wall up there. I really do. Does anybody really know you? Uh, the list is short. The yeah. list is short. You don't like to let people in. I can't. He used to let us in. No, he didn't. No, he hasn't. That's surface stuff. I, I mean, like, I, like a I want to be. It. I want to be inside Raymond. That's interesting. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, a, a couple. Oh, this is why. This is why. I, I mean, a couple years ago, that movie with Dennis Quaid, Inner Space. <laughs> we were never like all the way in the house, but we were. We were on like the porch a couple years ago. But now, now Ray doesn't even talk to us like through the screen. He just keeps it. Ray, open close. up the back door. Look, just let us in. What are you doing? <laughs> Find me on OnlyFans. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Did you see? Did you see what Shaq did to, uh, to Charles last night? I did. I, I actually don't think Charles knew anything about OnlyFans. <laughs> make, sure, make sure you tag everyone in your posts. Uh, OnlyFans. Yeah. Is he, huh? He's like those. What do you mean the fans that are only for me? Yeah. Because <laughs> he doesn't know. Uh, let's go to Shooter in Stanford. Shooter, you're past your suspension. You're on ninety-eight-seven. Good morning, boys. Good morning, company. Pleasure. Um. I was tempted to give some crazy story after that great one we just heard, but I will not. I will not. I will stay, uh, stay on in my lane. On to your pickleball match, which is in Stanford, which I'm very pleased. Uh, that's, my, that's where I live. Uh, have you guys picked the place yet? I don't know where we're at with that. With the more information that rolls along, we will bring it to you as soon as we possibly can. All right. Well, Bobby V's is in Stanford, as you know. It's huge. Bobby V will probably show up. He's a great guy. He's, he wants to talk. He wants to chat. That'd be kind of cool. And then by 95, there's lots of places on the water that have, like, terraces, and they're beautiful, sign of the whale. So if that helps, I hope it helps. But on oh, to my – uh, right. Well, how would that help, how would that help the pickleball match? No, after the pickleball well, match, he's saying that we match. can go because we talked about having a post-match oh, okay. you well, know, it's gathering. Mile. It's Cinco de Mayo. We have to go somewhere for margaritas. Yeah, I, mean, I think so, to, too. So, Shooter, what do you got? Right. I know you want to get okay. into Saquon. Yeah, Saquon. So, if I was Saquon, I'm a, I'm a huge Giants fan. I like you. I'm not, I'm not nuts, but if I was Saquon's dad or his brother, I would, I would honestly tell him to move on from the Giants at this point because – got our quarterback's iffy, our line's iffy, like go somewhere that has a quarterback and a line and you could reach your potential 
and show everyone what you're all about. And I would say that to him. I mean, I'd be upset as a Giants fan, but I think that's best for Saquon at this point. Sorry, Dave. No, you don't have to apologize to me. Thanks for the call, Shooter. I, I think that that's fair. I think maybe it is. I, I don't. I, they're not going to get played. They might bring him back on a short-term deal. I'm, I'd be fine with no matter what the Giants do with that. Well, I think if you say when you get away a couple different things, because I saw a report. Uh, we mentioned this a couple days ago, but I saw the report again yesterday that uh, he's at the top of his list. If it's not the Giants, will be Houston. Right. With C.J. Stroud. Right. I'll ask you this question as the diehard, as, as the Giants. Does Saquon Barkley have an opportunity to be a a ring of honor giant? Yes. All right. So I think that but we're, not, sure. but we're not there yet. Right. So well, he'll never get there if he doesn't stay. Well, obviously. He's, he's not a ring of honor guy yet. So if that's, I mean, he said a couple different times he wants to be one of those forever giants. How much is that worth to you? It's got to be right. worth a couple million bucks, I would think. All right. Because Joe Shane's not going to get played. No, he's not. So if it's financially responsible, he'll do uh, financially responsible. He'll do it. But if that's, I mean, if that's something that's really important to him, and and all the off the off the field stuff too, the opportunities that you have as a giant as opposed to being somewhere else. I mean, you're you're living now. I, I think that the NFL world is smaller than any other world, right? Like, I mean, you can be a huge celebrity, make a ton of money nationally in Kansas City or Green Bay or anywhere. But yeah, you're in New York. The the opportunities when you're that level, they they roll towards you. Right, and he's already. I mean, he's already established himself as Saquon Barkley in New York. Oh yes, he's he's a a mega celebrity right now. Right, so he goes somewhere else. Yes, he's Saquon Barkley, but they're also. I mean, he's going to be. It's a new team. They'll you'll be judged on what you bring to that new team, level of production with that new team. Here he's. I mean, he's the second overall. You know, second overall pick. We've seen. You know what I mean? He's the face of your franchise already. Right, but he could go somewhere and, and have a lot more success because other teams are built to to succeed quicker than the Giants are right now. Yeah, so he's just got to he got to figure out what his priority is. All right, I mean, listen, let's be honest. It's a win win for him, isn't it? He's gonna get paid. He's gonna get paid well, and he's gonna be here with the Giants in New York, or he's gonna get paid probably better and be on a team that's better. Yeah. So he's got to determine what it is that he wants. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from six to ten a.m. on ninety eight point seven ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play ninety eight point seven ESPN.